Welcome to Frequency Matters, the RFM Microwave Update Series. I'm Pat Hindle, and I'm here with my co-host, Eric Heim. In this episode, we're going to take a look at the products in our January radar and antennas-themed issue. As a reminder, the cover feature is about gap waveguide technology for automotive radars, and the alignment of antennas at 76 to 81 gigahertz is very sensitive, but with gap waveguide technology, this alignment is less sensitive to position and also can enhance the radiation patterns and have advantages for thermal dissipation and EIMI suppression. So great technology for the 4D radars in the automotive area, which we're following closely. And for products, we had two tech briefs. Teledyne RF and Microwave reviews a family of three tunable notch filters that use their patented shunt YIG technology, and they cover a range from 500 megahertz to 20 gigahertz for EW applications. And we also had Ladybug Technologies, who is developing a new series of small form factor USB-C sensors. The SF line will have both diode sensors with greater than 95 dB in dynamic range and thermally based CW sensors with frequency coverage to 110 gigahertz. So Eric, what did we have for fabs and labs and executive interviews? Thanks, Pat. Uh, in our fabs and labs article, we featured Mori Microwave. And uh, the company was founded by the Mori family 65 years ago. And if you're in the RF and microwave industry, you know that name. Uh, the article traces the evolution of the company from its inception to today's activities. And it's got some good information about the company's capabilities and resources. Uh, and reading through that article, it's clear that the company remains committed to the Mori family vision of using measurement science to serve the RF and microwave industry. Uh, we also had the opportunity in our executive interview feature to ask some questions of Rich Sorrell of Spectrum Control, uh, formerly API Tech. Uh, the company has a 70-year history, and it's acquired and integrated many well-known brands like Wineshell, InMet, Spectrum Control, Spectrum Microwave, and Sage Microwave. Now, Rich has only been president and CEO for a little over a year, so it's an interesting interview to get his thoughts on the strategy and direction of the company uh, and where he thinks the opportunities are for spectrum control. He's got some good insight into how the commercial and defense markets are evolving and how spectrum control solutions will meet those needs. So it's an interesting piece and I'd suggest giving it a read. And so I talked with Chandra Hackenbrook, engineering manager for Space and Hyrel Group at Analog Devices recently. And we talked about the space industry and the challenges ahead for that market. Let's take a look at a clip from that now. So what are the main challenges you see in the industry? Well, there are several that come to mind. One is that today's smaller satellites demand more innovative design solutions that are not found in traditional components, requiring reduced size, weight, or and power or swapping costs. Another is that although the benefits of using less expensive cots in space applications include access to advanced technologies, higher levels of integration, higher performance, and swap, COTS alone may not be enough to offer protection, testing, and high reliability for many new space ventures. Also, products are becoming more and more complex, and this requires more engineering efforts and longer qualification time. So we're adjusting to new ways to qualify parts while reducing, reducing time to market. It was great talking with Chandra and seeing what analog devices is up to in the space market because they have a lot going on. So uh, turning to the news, NI confirmed that they've received a proposal from Emerson to acquire the company for $53 per share in cash 
and this was following a prior proposal for $48 per share. So kind of a little bit of a hostile takeover there, I think. NI's Board of Directors is uh, reviewing and evaluating their options and will make a decision that's best for the shareholders' value. We'll have to see how that ends up working out. And one company we've been following lately is Epirus, and they're developing directed energy defense systems for drones and missile defeat. And they announced they got a $66 million contract award from the U.S. Army's Rapid Capabilities and Critical Technologies Office in support of their indirect fire protection capability high-power microwave program. The company will collaborate with them and will rapidly deliver several prototype systems in 2023, and they have options to acquire additional support services. Very interesting to see this directed energy taking hold. Eric, what did you see in the news? Well, uh, Movandi announced four key megatrends accelerating 5G millimeter wave deployment in 2023 and beyond. Now, we've all been waiting for a millimeter wave to really catch on uh, in commercial communications. And the story from Movandi goes into some detail around what they're seeing. So uh, that's worth looking at. Uh, and in a topic near and dear to my heart, uh, Deloro Group published a forecast saying that after four years of what they called extraordinary growth, the radio access network market is now transitioning to a more challenging phase uh, and they expect slower growth. So that's got implications for the entire electronics ecosystem and it'll be interesting to keep tabs on that. And so uh, turning to events, I'll be heading out to DesignCon to check out the high-speed digital market. We have a lot of companies that we serve in the microwave business that are there and there's also a whole host of other companies that we serve with Signal Integrity Journal and I'll give a report on that when I return. And um, next up for the microwave side will be Mobile World Congress Barcelona at the end of February. So we're already seeing announcements come out of what people will be showing in the booth. So we'll be collecting and reporting on those news items later. I do want to point out that Microwave Journal has released a new updated website. Uh, we reorganized and laid out the home page and the buyer's guide page. So it has better access and you can get a better summary in a shorter amount of space on the home page. And we updated everything on the look and feel, so a more modern look. So check that out when you get a chance. Yeah, and we've got some great online panel sessions coming up. On February the 15th, I will be moderating the panel, uh, what is the best beam steering antenna array and repeater technologies for 5G millimeter wave with panelists from Anoki Wave, Keysight Technologies, and Analog Devices. Uh, it'll be interesting to get their perspective on this topic. And then on March 22nd, we will be hosting uh, the panel Will flat panel beam steering array beat the SATCOM challenge? And that'll be just after the satellite show in Washington, D.C. So that wraps up this episode. Our sponsors are Analog Devices, the RF to bits global semiconductor leader that bridges the physical and digital world to enable breakthroughs at the intelligent edge, and RFMW, a pure play technology distributor of RF and microwave products. When you start your next design, consider products from their multiple product lines. And remember that as a member of the industry, a subscription to Microwave Journal is free. So please visit our site and subscribe today if you aren't already a reader. And thanks for watching and join us next time for another Frequency Matters.